All right, welcome. Wow, episode one. You know, this has been on my mind for almost two years to start a podcast. Uh, and quite frankly, the reason I didn't was I literally had the thought in my mind, who am I to start a podcast? I have no one. My story is not important. My past is not important. Who is to listen to this crap? And the more inner work I did, the more I shared my story on other people's podcasts, the more I shared my story with my one-on-one clients, my lab clients, in my consultations, the more that I did that, the more I even did a masterclass on it, the more I did that, I said, I think this is, this is the best format and the best uh, uh, way to really do that. So here we are. And thank you for tuning in. I really, really appreciate that. Um, so let's get down to to why this is even happening. Like, why did Jenna decide to start a podcast? Besides the fact that, like, now I finally feel okay, you know, I did the inner work and I'm like, okay, I am important. I am, you know, allowed to do scary things. I'm allowed to, you know, make moves and not be confident in it and continue to grow my confidence in podcasting and continue to grow, uh, you know, all the things that I wish for from this podcast. And that's the thing. I started this podcast because I have a, something very, very special that I want to do. You guys know who I am. You guys know I'm like a health practitioner and certified nutritionist. I help and heal uh, your chronic illness and keep your autoimmune intermission 100% through nutrition. And yes, that means I do not sell supplements. This is big. I'm big on that. Like I don't sell supplements because that's not what gut health is. Gut health. If you didn't know, now you know. Gut health is actually the act of healing your body, mind, and spirit through the gut microbe. This is actually a practice that became very popular eons and eons and centuries ago from Asian descent. They believed that if you had an illness, food was medicine, regulating your nerves and your stress and really managing what's going on with you and your reactions that you have towards the world, that's what they believed. And that's what actually gut health is. It's been around for forever. But this is a quote-unquote brand new subject coming into the Western world. So a quick a quick little biography, when I say quick, like super quick. My background in my education actually started in 2008. So this has been a long time coming, right? It's, it's 2023 right now. It's been a long time. And since then, I started to get more and more into gut health and neurological development because of my, what I say, my my root story, my biological story. And uh, we'll get to that too in a little bit. And I went to university. I went to Wayne State University, Go Warriors. And I absolutely miss my Wayne State family. <laughs> so if you guys are listening, just pop in and say hello because I miss you guys. I went I went there. I went to Wayne State University and I studied neurological development. I studied actually pre-OT, so pre-occupational therapy, and actually want to specialize in uh, healing and helping kids, so pedi- pediatrics. And it was really the fact that after I had gone through four years of learning the gut development and how it affects brain development and especially in, in pediatrics, I really fell in love with neurology and 
gut health. I fell in love with the way that they speak to each other and the phases that we go through from womb till death. And I got accepted into OT school, which is actually something really, really difficult to do. So if you are in OT or if you have a program in mind and you're like, I don't know, man, this is like really hard to get into. You got to do like, you know, 4.0 GPA or whatever it is, nursing school, doctorates, med school, whatever it is, I'm telling you, go for it. And I got in and I was like, oh my God, yes, I've made it. I've made it. Like I, I did, I did the things, you know? I, I went to high school, I graduated, you know, like with a really high GPA. And quite frankly, I didn't try. I didn't try. That's another thing. Maybe it'll be an episode within itself, but like high school in America's, I think simple. I in my in my opinion, I think it's simple. I think it's easy. And I graduated high school. I went to university. I did well in that. I got accepted into a master's program. I was like, oh yeah, man, this is it. But somewhere deep down inside, I was like, I don't think I want to do this for the rest of my life. I think there's more to life. I think there is. And I think we got to do a little bit of inner work. Plus, I was going through my own gut health journey. I literally wanted to, to do all the things that I was learning about food, about development, about like the Krebs cycle and ATP and all those fancy biology words, right? Wanted to get more into that. And I wanted to pretty much be my own lab rat as I was. And it went better and better and better and better and better. And yeah, there was there was definitely some points where I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing in life right now. Kind of came to a halt sometimes. Yeah. But I just kept going because it beat the heck out of everything else that I've ever freaking tried. And I've tried keto. I did vegetarian for a while. Uh, I did dairy-free. I did gluten-free for a long time. I did medical medium. Medical medium used to be my Bible. Like I could swear left and right, up and down all about it. And it did it did me worse. It did me worse because it was calling causing more deficiency. And so I got into OT school and I was like, I don't think this is it. I like the school. I don't think this is what I want to do. Me and my parents, we took a one last hoorah family vacation. And in that same vacation, I met my entire biological family, which Again, we'll get into that. And I also met my now husband completely unplanned, completely. Like we met in the last 24 hours that I was there. We met at a wedding and it was just, it was like when the two stars aligned and it's like, ah, yes, this is, this is it. You know, that kind of deal, except he lived in Spain and I lived in America at the time. And I really enjoyed talking to him. I really was just like, man, like I really like that this man is taking the time to get to know me and we're having just a good time talking. So I ended up moving to Spain and I lived in Spain just short of two years. And in Spain, I continue my education in functional medicine and nutrition and how that affects gut health. Because that's the thing. We're always told that the Mediterranean diet is so healthy, that it's good. It's actually even one of, a, one of the protocols that we're taught to do if you have an autoimmune or chronic illness. But this is the funny thing that I moved there and I lived there and I talked to functional medicine. I actually talked the most with functional medicine OBGYN, which that was within itself a whole different experience. But I think Europe is a little bit more ahead of its time versus America. I got that leg up, you know, to be completely honest. And I learned and I kept learning and I kept researching and I really enjoyed it. And I found that there was really in-depth stuff about Spain that you know, Spain has the biggest infertility issue in Europe, but the Mediterranean diet is so healthy. Something ha something there is not happening because infertility is a big sign of, of being unwell. So that was really like a big light bulb moment. So I said, no, I really want to figure this out. 
I really want to do, I want to continue doing this. And again, keeping in mind, I'm on my own gut health journey since 2008. And I moved to Spain in 2016. So that was, that was a big aha moment. And I loved it. I grew a passion for researching the gut and the brain connection. I, I really got this, this like fire and I was lit up about learning about the vagus nerve, the nervous system, what's connected, how, how do they actually con- communicate and connect with each other? How do they do those things? And we moved back here. We moved back here to America for family, you know, because we absolutely loved Spain. If you guys, if, if you're wondering, if you're like, why would you move from Spain back to, back to Michigan? That's why <laughs> we moved for family. And uh, we moved here and obviously the pandemic happened. And in the middle of the pandemic, literally, like my son was born at the time and he was one. He had just turned one. And I was thinking, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I was a gymnastics coach at the time. I was a gymnastics coach for a very long time, teaching team and preschool. Absolutely loved it. It was one of my longest jobs that I've had, which you'll learn more about this po- in this podcast. And I said, I said, I really want to help people. I really want to help people with similar issues like me. Maybe not like a 50% liver function, but maybe I can help like type 2 diabetics. Maybe I can help, you know, and again, that's like a form of confidence that I didn't have that I was like, yeah, I can help people. But like, why not help people exactly with 50%, you know, liver function? Why not help people with Hashimoto's? Why not help people with bigger, with even bigger problems, right? And so that's what I did. I publicly started taking clients uh, for, at first I started with gut health for weight loss, but really including the chronic illness, like encompassing chronic illness and autoimmune. And I didn't enjoy the weight loss part. That was the big focus there. And I didn't really enjoy that because that's not wellness to me. Wellness really is, it it is the act of being mentally, physically, socially okay and good. And also the absence of illness. So I said, we need to get to that part, you know? And so I focused specifically on gut health and the gut brain connection via the vagus nerve and uh, specifically aiming for chronic illness and autoimmune patients and clients. And so that's what I do now. And so with that being said, I want to dive deeper on, you know, you you guys kind of understand now that like, okay, yeah, like that's, she started this because she has her own problems, right? So yeah, that is exactly that. I had my own problems. So we're going to get into this. At eight days old, I was abandoned in front of a hospital. And in Romania, where I'm from, if you want to look it up, that we are actually part of what's called a lost generation. The lost generation is over 100,000 kids that were born from 88 or 89 until 95. And the Romanian history, I'm not going to bore you with the history, but I'm going to say really quick uh, that in 89 is when communism fell, but the laws had a very hard time changing because it really did power the government and it still powered the government is the entire orphanage system and the entire fact that there was this many kids that didn't have certificates, they didn't have names, they didn't have date date of date uh, birth, date of birth, sorry. They didn't have those things. And uh, yeah, so we, we are part of the lost generation. And I grew up really with all the symptoms of what it meant to be abandoned at a few days old, being malnourished, being kept a secret and being put in an orphanage in my first three years of my life. It's really where, if we're talking about root cause, that really is what happened is that my liver, even my brain, my gut, 
Many things didn't actually develop how they were supposed to because I was so malnourished. And one of the big pivotal moments is when I came to America. I came in November of '95 with my parents. I call my parents my parents, my biological parents, my biological parents because you know parents are who takes care of you. You know what I mean? So my parents,、uh, we went to the pediatrician, and you know my parents knew that there was something wrong with me from really the moment that like they kind of met me. You know, because they like in the orphanage, they kind of have to tell you like, hey, by the way, like this child has some health issues. This is what's going on. But they didn't know what, and my parents were actually told that I had hepatitis B, and that actually a lot of us in the orphanage had hepatitis B. Not ideal, okay? Not ideal for anyone, but especially if you get hepatitis B as a very small child, right, in early childhood. And that's what my parents left Romania and came to America with me. That's that's the idea that they left with. And it really wasn't until I got a few blood tests as I. Was in my late teens into early adulthood that I actually learned that's not what I ever had. Okay, coming back to that, that I came to America in November of '95, and we went to the pediatrician. The pediatrician was like, "Yeah, like there's something going on. She has like a lot of inflammation. Her liver enzymes are just off the charts. Like something's going on." And my mom was like, "Yeah, I mean, she like has hepatitis B." And like the pediatrician, I don't know what happened because I was small, and my mother and my father don't speak that great of English, so. There's also also that language barrier, but it was really of of that matter of like my mom being like, okay, so what do I do? And the pediatrician was like, you should probably take out eggs and like don't fry anything. And that was the pivotal moment that my mom was like, no, man, like she was so malnourished, like I'm not going to take anything away. And she really stood up for me, really. And that's what happened. Now, growing up, I had fatigue. I had at 12 years old, I was 12% body fat. Which is very dangerous for a child, dangerous for an adult, but also for a child. And that's and I was eating like a grown man. If you can picture like an eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen year old eating off the adult menu and eating everything off her plate, and then also wanting more food, but also being like around eighty pounds, eighty five pounds, that can cause com- some concern. So I had a lot of symptoms going on: fatigue, never feeling full, always feeling hungry. There was a few developmental things going on with me as well, as you will hear in this podcast. That sometimes, like my words and things like that, kind of get jumbled up. So full transparency here: we're being so full and raw here. That's that's the thing about this too. Like I'm not hiding nothing. Like this is me. This is what's happening. This is who I am today, you know, and so,、um, and so that's what I really went through through my childhood is this chronic fatigue, chronic bloating, and I felt like I was just always inflamed and like I felt heavy, which obviously you're not going to feel heavy if you're like five pounds, you know. But that was it. And as I grew and I grew and I grew, and you kind of get to know and you see your surroundings and your environment, you're like, okay, something's off with me. Right, and you build the self advocacy, and you build this curiosity of yourself, and you say, "Hey, what really is going on? I guess this isn't normal." And you begin to take that journey. I never, I, I don't believe in in a starting point of a health journey or of a gut health journey, but I do believe that it comes with that question, like, "Huh, I guess there is something going on with me," instead of just pushing it to the side. Because oh my gosh, I'll be so good at that, right? Right? Like so good at like ah. It's just fatigue. Ah,、oh, it's just a little bloating. Ah,、oh, just a little bit of acne. And that's really where I was coming from. Is that I did five hours of practice every single day at the gym. So I was a, a national ranking gymnast and qualified to worlds. And we blamed a lot of it on practice, on gymnastics. You know, 
We did. I was like, oh yeah, well, she's doing five hours. Like, what do you expect? Oh, she has acne all over her chest, her back, her, her face. What do you expect? You know? And we let that go until I didn't do gymnastics anymore. And my symptoms got worse. And then I did a lot of tests. I mean, a lot of tests that my parents couldn't afford because they had paid for so many years in gymnastics. And they were like, you take your health in your own hands because we broke, you know? And that's really the mentality that I was raised on is like, you do as much as you can when you can. And when you can't, be vocal about it. You know what I mean? And so I did. And then I ended up $23,000 in debt within three years, which at the time, this was in the years of 2008, 9, and 10. So I wasn't even out of high school and I was really in debt. And I kept going. I kept going with the test. Um, I paid my own way at university because of all the financial things that, you know, my parents were going through. And again, it's just the way I was raised with a little bit of tough love, right? And I was doing $3,000 in debt. In today's with inflation and everything, that's about almost $60,000 in debt from high school, from all the tests that I've ever done, from all the specialists that I've ever had, which you'll learn in this podcast. And so that's why the drive to figure out what's going on with me, that's where it grew. Because I said, I cannot just live this life where I'm just constantly in debt and being thrown supplements and pills at me and like things are not getting better. And like, I'm talking like hardcore, a supplement regimen where I was only eating like one to two times a day. I'm talking about like tests that were, you know, sleep tests and neurological testing and like psychological testing and getting scanned for skin cancer, you know, like those kinds of things that was like, dude, like there were some serious times in my life and I was pretty young. You know, so when I when I decided that like OT school was just not for me, it really was built on that foundation of I think there has to be more. And good thing that I went with my gut instinct, literally good thing, because that's not what I would have been doing today, you know. And so with that being said, you guys know what I do, right? Uh, you guys know what I stand for. So no, you're not going to hear me talk about like how amazing the supplements are and things like that. Do I believe in a time and a place? Absolutely. But that's like the last resort. Like we've tried literally everything else in the book. We've tried nutrition. We tried somatic breathing. We've tried breathing exercise. We've tried walks and morning sunlight. We, like I want to make sure that we have tried every single thing before we get to that point. But that wasn't what I was given. I was given, here's some supplements, here's some pills, because the Western medicine, the entire system is actually built on the fact that a patient is not reliant enough to make those moves by themselves. Something that I learned way later in life, way later. And so that's where my beliefs come from. It's from my own personal experience. My beliefs come from the schooling that I was given both here in America and in Spain. My beliefs come from a lot of the things that I did do that were completely just off the chart wrong, completely wrong. And I want you to learn from my mistakes. I want you to learn from my choices. I want you to be wiser than what I was. With that being said, this podcast is a movement. Like I said earlier, this is a movement. It's not just a podcast. Yeah, we're going to talk about research. Yeah, we're we're actually going to throw in a few of my free masterclasses that I do for my community from Instagram and Facebook. We're going to um, have them on here as well. We're going to we're gonna cry. We're going to laugh. We're going to do all the things. And what the main concern for me really is to make sure that this is real and raw, real life, real stories, real people. 
including we're going to interview uh, my clients. We're going to uh, interview my team. We're going to interview other professionals. We're going to to also do a lot of solo episodes where you get to know me and my personal uh, uh, background and, again, diving deeper. Let's talk about really what it is and why I do what I do. A lot of people get into the online business thinking that it's really, it, it is just like, I'm going to give it to you straight. It's overly glorified, the online business space. It really is. If you've ever thought about doing online business, I say go for it. Make sure your heart stays, you know, on your sleeve, you know, because in the in going on year number three that I've been open uh, is really, it's changed a lot in what I think and what I thought an online business was and what being an entrepreneur was, you know, it's changed a lot. And with that being said, we always have to do the inner work. We always, as a, like a general human species, not just entrepreneurs, this is speaking as a general human species, not specifically to any sort of community or no, no, like worldwide, we should always be evolving and learning. And this is something that I've continuously done, continuously taking courses, continuously joined, you know, other people's programs and masterminds and, you know, all the things that you hear about online business, I've joined them. And they're all great and dandy, really, but nothing is going to get you to, you know, your true calling and your true things of what you want to do unless you do the inner work. And that goes for anybody. Anything, if you think about this, a doctor, they're not going to be good unless they really do the inner work and they think, this is what I want to do. Because they're going to do it with passion. They're going to do it with heart. They're not just going to be like, yeah, I'm in it for the money because like it pays really good. Okay. But like, are you good at it? And that's what I personally want to be remembered at for, really. I want to be freaking amazing. I don't need, you know, 100K months. I don't need that. Yeah, it's fine. Sure. Nothing against anybody that wants that. But really, I just want to help people. And the more that I repeat this, I want to help people. I want to help people. I want to help people. This is a secret that I've been, I've been thinking and it's kind of just in my head. And then w- the more that I help people, the more that I help families, the more that I'm in the online space, I realize that, yes, you know what? It is time. It is time to start acting on this really bigger than me dream. And it's a dream that I've had since I was a little girl. A dream that I've always said that I know one day that I'll do. I have no idea how I'm going to get there. And it's actually quite similar to a healing journey. It's quite similar to a gut health journey. It's like, I know I'm going to get better. I just don't know yet how it's going to happen because it's a journey. And so one of my main things that I want to do and really raise awareness is about the system of abandoned kids. I want to raise awareness of that and how much people go through. When I say abandoned, like orphanages, for sure. Foster kids, for sure. But also, if you're listening to this and you're like, I was never an orphan or a foster, but you got some childhood trauma, you're talking to the master over here because I have CPTSD, which is also neurodivergency, which means that somewhere down the line, something about you has been abandoned, whether it's your feelings, whether it's an act that you have been doing and no one no one said anything about it. Maybe it's a dream or a hope or an achievement that you've made and no one said anything about it. You were just ignored. These are where we start to get into developmental processes and how deep root this is. And so this is really what I want to boil it down to is 
we need to, in order to do better, we need to know better. And this is why I say this podcast is going to be very real and very raw. Like I said, you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, you're going to do all those things because we're talking about root cause while raising awareness for orphanages, foster kids, uh, childhood trauma, things of that nature. Because that's where I come from. Again, I was abandoned at eight days old and I was malnourished until I was three years old. You know, my parents, my parents came to visit me at the orphanage when I was three. So I came here in November of 95. That was, I was almost four years old. My, my birthday's at the end of April. My birthday, I don't even know my birthday, but it's kind of around there. <laughs> I, I came here and, or not in America, but I, my parents came to the orphanage and they came to visit me at three years old and they gave me a chocolate and a banana. And my dad still has this video somewhere, you know, back in the day when, you know, the father's always filming, like, you know, opening up Christmas presents and things like that. That was one of the first memories that my parents have of me. And they gave me a chocolate bar and a banana. And I didn't know how to eat the chocolate. Okay, that's fine. You know, you're three. Okay, maybe not. Whatever. Like I eat, like I want to eat it with the wrapper and all. But the thing that got me was, and I, again, I had not realized this until I viewed this video at a way later stage in my life. When I was a little bit more, you know, my frontal lobe really was, was more developed, which was after 18 years old. I viewed this video and, and they gave me a banana and I wanted to the, eat the banana with the peel and all at three years old. And I think about that very heavily, especially that I have two kids of my own and currently they're four and two. And that was one of the first foods that they were given. And they know how to eat a banana. They literally open up a banana, like, because we have fruits, like, out in the open. And they just, like, grab, you know, what's that, right? And they eat a banana and they open it and they know how to eat it. And they, like, and my daughter, who's two, knows that. Like, she's known that since birth, really. <laughs> like, she's known because she's seen that. But how malnourished, how messed up does your environment have to be where someone gives you a banana at three years old and you don't know how to eat it? That's just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. That's just the tip of the iceberg. With that being said, let's get the shot on the road. Let's keep uh, seeing how this podcast evolves. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in episode two. See ya.